Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, God's Suffering Servants, Part 3. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. I want to wish everyone who celebrates Thanksgiving a great Thanksgiving with family and friends. This year is our first Thanksgiving without a close family member who just recently passed away. This has caused a complete setback of our plans for this podcast and further work on our website. All our plans are now pushed into 2024 to allow us to adjust to not having our family member with us, and especially through the holidays. May you all be blessed of God. Our episode last week, God's Suffering Servants, Part 2, was posted on November 12th. In that episode, we noted we should not, as an individual, be trying to make our witness to others a global witness. Today's technology notwithstanding, that permits us to globally witness. At the very least, we should witness to others where we live, work, and travel, however much or however little one travels. No matter where we are, there is always an opportunity for us to witness if we are looking for it. We also noted that one could allow themselves to suffer sufferings and trials to publicly proclaim how good a Christian they are, when in fact, one must also live a holy life. This should demonstrate that living a life of deceit is only getting harder as the bar is being raised on that false lifestyle. Further, Adam Clark said, and by entire consecration to the great cause to which he had devoted himself, he begins by stating that it was by pureness, that is, by integrity, sanctity, a holy and pure life. End quote from Adam Clark. That bar for making falsehoods work undetected has just been significantly raised again. Living a false life of Christianity would seem quite hard. So, if either living for God or living in falsehoods are both difficult, then it makes sense to live a hard life for Christ. At least in that, there is a reward when we transition to our eternal life. We noted, too, if we are truly saved by Christ, in Christ, we have the whole armor of God. We have in our hands a shield on the left arm and sword in the right hand. The big question for all of us is, to find out more, 
listen to our previous episode titled God's Suffering Servants, Part 2, posted on November 12. This week, our study is titled God's Suffering Servants, Part 3. This week, our scripture reads, We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, our heart has been opened wide to you. Our affection for you is not restricted, but you are restricted in your affections for us. Now, as a fair exchange, I speak as to my children. Open wide your hearts to us also. Notice verse 11. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart has been opened wide to you. Why is this a noteworthy thing to say? What is being said to the Corinthians? Let us see if we can find some answers to these questions. I use no concealment, such as some at Corinth have insinuated. I use all freedom and openness of speech to you as to beloved friends. Hence, he introduces here, O Corinthians, quote-unquote, the enlargement of his heart towards them produced his openness of mouth, that is, his unreserved expression of his inmost feelings. As an unloving man is narrow in heart, so the apostle's heart is enlarged by love, so as to take in his converts at Corinth, not only with their graces, but with their many shortcomings. From Robert Jameson, A. R. Fawcett, and David Brown Commentary, Critical and Explanatory on the Whole Bible, 1871. Further, we learn. Perhaps you can imagine a bit of what deep impression these verses would have made on the Corinthians. Paul opened his heart to them. He poured out his heart without reservation. They must know what is hidden in his heart. He loved them with all his heart. In order to bring the gospel to them, he underwent all the experiences he talks of here in these verses. Do you see how personally he addressed them as Corinthians? From King Comment's Commentary on the Whole Bible. It is important to understand that in the day this expression was used, people either loved someone or they did not. Degrees of love such as like, are not used in these Bible times. Today, even the word friend defines a form of liking someone. There are also best friends and other friends as well. If a person is a spouse, the one they are the spouse of loves them, and they love their spouse. Hence, the modern-day difference of love, like, and friend. A person loves their family and likes their friends. 
our understanding of these things today can very much confuse our understanding of what is being said in these scripture passages we read. Remember, when we read about people in our Bibles loving others, it is not always the kind of love we may think of when the word love is used. Remember also what Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown told us. As an unloving man is narrow in heart, so the apostle's heart is enlarged by love, so as to take in his converts at Corinth, not only with their graces, but with their many shortcomings. We all have shortcomings. However, not all of us take in people with their shortcomings. We find issues with people's shortcomings and tell them all sorts of things, in our opinion, that will fix these shortcomings. When fixing, or when such shortcomings are fixed, we receive them better. However, that is not the example set forth before us here in Scripture and commentary regarding the Corinthians, who are our learning example. Notice also what King's comments told us. In order to bring the gospel to them, he underwent all the experiences he talks of here in these verses. If this is unclear, reread verses 1 through 10. We note further still, he has kept back nothing in his portrayal of the glory of the ministry as the picture of the open mouth shows. Hence, his freedom of speech for, quote, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, end quote. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, from Robertson's Word Pictures in the New Testament. Our partially quoted verse reads in full, Offspring of vipers, how are you able to say anything good since you are evil? For the mouth speaks from what fills the heart. The portion of this verse quoted is, For the mouth speaks from what fills the heart. Or, in other translations, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The question then is, what is the abundance of your heart? If others understand this comment in Scripture, then it is pretty easy for others to know what is in your heart by how you speak, that you are saved and basically a good person, or that you are not saved and care little about others with yourself as central focus. Such a person believes it is all about them with little regard for others unless they are, at least in part, the means of attaining something desired to have. We do want to ask the question, what are these vipers spoken of in Scripture? Sure, we know they are snakes, but why are they used by Jesus in analogy? 
These are a poisonous kind of serpent, not often a yard long and about an inch thick, having a flat head. The males have two large teeth, through which a most deadly poison is thrown into the wound made by the bite. They are an emblem of malignity and mischief. These were strong expressions to be used by the meek and lowly Jesus, but they were not the effect of anger and malice. They were a declaration of the true character of the men with whom he was conversing, a declaration most justly deserved. From Barnes' New Testament Notes Again, a place in our Bibles where we lose the true meaning because our modern speech does not use such colorful descriptive means to say what one wants to say, nor do we use analogies and or parables. Today, people accomplish the same thing by swearing in their talking to someone further emphasizing their frustration and or anger. However, those who Jesus called offspring of vipers knew exactly what Jesus meant and that it was seriously not a good thing to hear from him this way. In this regard, Barnes' New Testament notes gives us a good picture of how serious a thing it is to be called a viper. A especially by Jesus. Verse 12 strengthens what has already been said. It reads, Our affection for you is not restricted, but you are restricted in your affections for us. Notice further, that is, in the affections of your hearts. The word here used commonly means, in the Bible, the tender affections. The Greek word properly denotes the upper viscera, the heart, the lungs, the liver. It is applied by Greek writers to denote those parts of victims which were eaten during or after the sacrifice. Robinson, Lex. Here it is applied to the heart as the seat of the emotions and passions, and especially the gentler emotions, the tender affections, compassion, pity, love, etc. Our word, quote, bowels, end quote, is applied usually to the lower viscera, and by no means expresses the idea of the word which is used in Greek. The idea here is, that they were straightened or were confined in their affections for him. It is the language of reproof, meaning that he had not received from them the demonstrations of attachment which he had a right to expect, and which was a fair and proportionate return for the love bestowed on them. Probably. He refers to the fact that they had formed parties, had admitted 
false teachers and had not received his instructions as implicitly and as kindly as they ought to have done. From Barnes' New Testament Notes There are two things we want to note further. The idea here is that they were straightened or were confined in their affections for him. It is the language of reproof, meaning that he had not received from them the demonstrations of attachment which he had a right to expect, and which was a fair and proportionate return for the love bestowed on them. Whether it is called love or like, either requires a certain return or demonstration of attachment which such a person should receive as fair and proportionate return for the love or like bestowed on others or expressed to them. This loss of proportionate return for the love or like bestowed on someone can refer to the fact that they had formed parties, had admitted false teachers, and had not received proper instructions as implicitly and as kindly as they ought to have done. This issue is very common today in the United States. I see this happening very frequently these days. This makes our interaction with others through our witnessing more difficult but not impossible. Summed up, it is your hearts that are too narrow to receive us. The want of confidence and love is on your side, not ours. From Family Bible Notes from the Nazarene Users Group. So, the Corinthians demonstrate the very same kind of people we meet today. Can we, like Paul, find a way beyond this when we run into it in our daily lives, whether in witnessing or not? I see many people fail at this because they simply give up. No prayer, no counsel, nothing except giving up. If we give up, then we will never know the answer to the question I just asked. Our last verse reads, Now, as a fair exchange, I speak as to my children. Open wide your hearts to us also. Of my parental tenderness, I speak as to my children. I ask nothing hard or grievous. Be you also enlarged. Open your hearts, first to God and then to us, so that God may dwell in you and that you may receive us. From John Wesley's Notes on the Bible. Notice what John Wesley said. Open your hearts first to God and then to us. Why? So that God may dwell in you and that you may receive us. 
opening our hearts to people is much easier when we first open our hearts to God. By this, one can see clearly how open a person is to God by how open they are to people. While I cannot speak about people elsewhere in the world, I can say certainly that here people who are not open to others are also less open or not all open to God. I will say too that being open to others is far more difficult now that we are past the global pandemic we all just came through. However, Nothing in our Bibles tells us that we should be less open to others. One also needs to exercise caution with some people who just might cause us harm in some way. Knowing the difference is crucial for us to avoid hurt that a person can cause simply by speaking. We also need to know that we open ourselves to this kind of hurt if we become more open with others. We also must remember, not everyone will be our friend or will receive our witness. That is a fact we all must deal with. Next week, our episode is simply titled, Thanksgiving. We will learn, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? What has it to do with thanksgiving? To find out more, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at http 
S colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o r g. Please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphen or spaces in unchurched. Our mobile, tablet, and desktop compliant website has more information, links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.